0: Welcome to the Hidden Jumps Podcast. This is a show where every week we like to talk about a streaming service and give our recommendations for Hidden Gems that you can find on that service. It's a lot of fun. Really enjoy doing it every week. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Ryan is here.
1: Hey, Rachel. It's great to be back with you once again on this very rainy night here in Florida. I don't know what Tell the weather's we like. We can use
0: some rain here.
1: <laughs> I don't know what the weather's like in Utah, but it has been raining buckets for like the past week. It's nice. It's a nice respite from the surface of the sun levels of heat <laughs> that we get around this time of year
0: yeah we've had a horrible droughts here unfortunately uh, but uh hopefully we'll get some of that rain over here
1: yeah and thankfully the weather hasn't done the thing that i hate where it's like really hot and then it rains for like 15 minutes and then it just gets steamy for the next hour it's, it's oh, like
0: yeah
1: because florida we operate under the weather laws of oh, it's a nice day out, and then someone comes along and is like, wait five minutes, it'll change, and sure enough, <laughs> it's like hurricane-force yeah. winds at three in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Actually, from my friends who covered Disney World, I've heard that that it's it'll just, you you should bring your punch every single day because there'll be like five minutes of rain, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, when I was working at, a, at my local movie theater uh, during the day, There was one side of the building that was completely dry and the other half of the building was raining. I cannot make this up. I would have (laughs) taken a photo, but you couldn't have your phone on you when you were on the floor. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: just going to have to take my, uh, take my word for it.
0: Yeah. Well, very good. So we had a live episode last week, which is always fun. And so this is our taped episode for this week and we decided to do HBO Max. And we, and I felt like I had done. We've done HBO Max a lot because we talked about it in a preview, both the previews that we did, and so I think it felt like we had. And we did talk a little bit about Space Jam last week, Space Jam Two, and but we actually hadn't done an episode of HBO Max since April, which is always surprising.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny how like sometimes we do one episode and then we think we just did that, didn't we? Oh, we did that in January. Yeah, I Correct. think it's time to go back. <laughs> time is a flat circle, I said, I said to you.
0: Yeah, that's right. So it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about some fun stuff on HBO Max. Let us know what you have been watching on HBO Max. They've had a lot of stuff come out. I actually just started one uh, this uh, today. I actually started a show that it wasn't one of my five picks, but... Uh, it's called the hundred foot wave, and it's really good uh, little mini series docu series and it's uh, surfing about these uh, surfers who are trying to find the hundred foot wave and uh, it's Garrett McNamara he is the uh the kind of king of the pioneer of uh, of what they call drop surfing where you get dropped in the in the very center of these huge waves. And uh, it's pretty incredible. The shots that they get, the, uh, the, this, just surfing. I mean, I love the ocean so much. I've always really liked surfing documentaries. And so this, I think it's, I'm not sure how many, um, uh, how many episodes it is, but it's series. And I will, the first episode just dropped today. So you want to check it out. It's really good.
1: You know, I... Um, bonus pick. Yeah, like, like 5.5, if you will.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is your first pick?
1: So my first pick, and it, it's funny that you start off by talking about the ocean, because uh, my first pick is about a dude that's last name is Ocean. Uh, my first pick is, my first pick is Ocean's Eleven. Now, before you go the George Clooney movie, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the original from 1960. Uh, this version starred Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., pretty much the entire Rat Pack. If you're familiar with them, they're all in this movie. And if you have seen the George Clooney one, then it's pretty much the exact same plot. Uh, a charismatic thief named Danny Ocean, this time around played by Frank Sinatra, gathers a ragtag group of criminals who, who have a common threat of serving in World War II together. They say to themselves, you know what? We're in Vegas. Let's rob some casinos. And so they plot to rob, and I'll read the names of the casinos just to make sure I get them right, uh, these, the Sahara, the Riviera, the Desert Inn, the Sands, and the Flamingo. And so, like I said, this is very much, this is very much the original, the Oceans 11 that we all know, with George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, a ton of others, that is the remake. And while I love, I love kind of all the Oceans movies, maybe it's because I love Steven Soderbergh so much, I do have a soft spot for the original. If anything, it's because, well it's the Rat Pack just being themselves. Uh, I, I won't go so far as to say like Dean Martin or Sammy Davis Jr. were like great actors, but they have enough charisma to carry their parts and, and they're just a lot of fun to watch. But I think on the whole, Frank Sinatra is severely underrated as an actor. He was nominated for an Oscar for the Manchurian candidate, the original. I'm not sure if he won. I'm pretty sure he didn't, but I know he was at least nominated. And so not only did he have an amazing voice, just a golden voice, the chairman of the board and all that, but the dude could act and and he's really good here. And what I love most about heist movies is not really the heist itself, but like the buildup leading to the heist. The heist itself is fun, but seeing all the pieces on the table of the puzzle, but not arranged properly, and just picking out all the pieces and putting them all together until you finally get the completed puzzle. It's just great. I love, I love the process. And this movie is all about the process. And the process is just a lot of fun. So with all due respect to the Oceans trilogy, or I guess quadrilogy that came before it, if you have seen Oceans 11, 12, or 13, then I highly recommend that you check out this version of Oceans 11. Because it's really good
0: yeah i actually haven't seen this one the original one i've seen of course the as you said the quadrilogy that came out in the 2000s i've seen that and i like the first one second and third not as good uh they're okay i guess um i wasn't really a big fan of the uh being oriented while oceans eight i didn't love that one um i like parts of it but it had a lot of staring at screens which is boring to me hmm. um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean speaking of Frank Snip, he actually won an Oscar for From Here to Eternity. Uh and then mm-hmm. he was nominated for best because that was supporting actor and then best actor. He won. I mean he was nominated for maturing candidate, like you said. That's
1: that's what I was thinking of.
0: Yeah. Uh so he I I think he is kind of you don't think of him as somebody who won an Oscar and nominated for another oscar like you don't think of him on that level but that's true i mean we all just
1: we all just know him for his songs and that's a great thing to be known for Mm -hmm. because frank sinatra just had like the greatest voice ever like if you listen to Mm -hmm. like his like his prime stuff it's still like 50 years later it still gives me gives me goosebumps Mm -hmm. like my hair standing on end Whenever a Frank Sinatra song is in a movie, I'm like, I don't care what it is, this movie just got immediately better. Mm-hmm. Even sing with, with, the, with the, I want to call it, or I can't remember what the creature is, but he sang my way and,
0: yeah. and I was like. So I was just thinking, and now the end is here. <laughs> and, I say and so I face, uh... <laughs> the final
1: curtain. <laughs> so
0: good. Very cool, that's a good choice. And uh, so my next, my first choice, I guess, uh, is, uh, is the anime Promare, which Will just talked about me and Stanford on Obscure Animation. So I thought this would be a chance for a cheap plug for that show. Literally, it's just on Wednesday that it posted. And uh, so if you want to hear my detailed thoughts on Promare, then you should check it out. But it is a really, really great animated film. It's an anime film. And it's about this uh, this group called the burnish that uh, that are looked at as uh, that are persecuted. there's even a whole group that that's their uh, task to go and take down and and take down the burnish and arrest them and kill them and different things and uh, then there's this there's this firefighter who's in charge of taking down the burnish and his name is Gallo. And he gets to know one of the Burnish, and he starts to see them in a new light. And the animation is absolutely incredible. It's very geometric. It's very boom, boom, boom on the screen. <laughs> uh, it's like something you've never seen before. Very, very, very uh, amazing. The way they use this music is really incredible. Uh, it is it is a lot to kind of take in, but it's definitely worth watching and and is a very uh, has a good message it has an interesting message and plus it's just so visually arresting i it reminds me we talked about this on the episode that it reminds me a lot of akira and i'm sure that akira was definitely an influence on promare uh there's no way it couldn't have been so uh, yeah if you want to take a little bit of a risk try something new you should check out promare it's really really good
1: so plugging something in the middle of your recommendation, I have taught you well, my Padawan. <laughs> in the That's arts right. of the cheap plug.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> but um, I was actually just looking looking at this, and and it turns out one of the voice actors is Steve Bloom. And Steve Bloom is like a voice acting god. Like he was the voice of so many like animes throughout the Toonami era, The original Toonami era and of course into the new ones he's voiced he's a voice in Star Wars Rebels in a bunch of other Star Wars games he's Wolverine in a severely underrated show Wolverine and the X-Men so Steve Blum is like could be comfortably considered among the greatest voice actors of all time like he he has a weirdly recognizable voice but also he's so talented that if you he's kind of like D Bradley Baker if you weren't looking for his voice you wouldn't notice but he's a chameleon and that's what makes him great he can just blend in and make his voice into pretty much anything
0: yeah uh, it's a pretty good dub uh, the this I forget which one they had on HBO max but uh, but the sub and the dub are are excellent so all right what is your next pick
1: so my next choice and this is kind of walking the tightrope because this is one of the Lego movies and I think they're pretty well known but I'm I decided to go with the Lego Batman movie because I think I think that that movie has now kind of flown under the radar and I think that's sad because I think for a Batman parody movie I think they did about as good a job as you could ask for. This is a kind of a poking fun at batman while also celebrating him all at once it's kind of like the mel brooks formula making fun of it while also celebrating it all at the same time uh, lego batman is voiced by will arnett who's re reprising his role from the lego movie and he's great uh you get to see robin and well you pretty much get a a tour of a tour of All things Batman in terms of movies even the Adam West Batman gets a little bit of shadow with the shark repellent spray which even I who haven't seen too much of the Adam West show popped really hard for it I thought that was hysterical but this is not just a movie where it's like oh look at this weird thing that Batman did in 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 canon it's like there's actually a heart to the story and I think that that part of it is incredibly underrated how after how after his crime exploits he does the same thing every night he eats his lobster thermidor he watches jerry Maguire and laughs at it but secretly he's like i want that so bad it's it's honestly quite good and of course it's a lego movie so the animation looks stellar i honestly am shocked as to how they make those movies look so good but it just makes me love them even more i believe lord and miller are behind this and i mean everything they've touched so far has turned to absolute gold like lego movie this one into the spider-verse mitchell versus the machines like they are on an absolute tear right now and i hope it doesn't stop anytime soon i i think that the lego batman movie was popular for a minute but then it just completely died off so if you Mm-hmm. If you remember watching it and maybe liking it or maybe just don't remember watching it, I suggest watching it again. I won't go so far as to say it's as good as Lego Movie because Lego Movie's like up here, but I think like Lego Batman's like right about here. It's pretty close.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think maybe that was a part of the problem was that the Lego Movie was so beloved. So many people love that movie and this one wasn't quite on that level, but still enjoyable. And so maybe that's why. I I think that animation-wise, it was not on the same level as the first one. It definitely was a little bit down. But it still had a lot of good jokes, was very funny. And uh, particularly the relationship between Batman and the Joker was very good <laughs> in this. That's my favorite part.
1: Shout out to Zach Galifianakis, who honestly does a pretty good Joker voice. Like, I did he not really expect does. that. And it turned um, out to be really good.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, my next pick is a version of Emma. It's actually my favorite version. Much as I loved the one from last year, which I truly did—one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, this is my all-time favorite. Is the actual mini series that they did? They right around two thousand nine eight nine. They PBS did redid almost all the Jane Austen films. They did a or books excuse me they did a sense of sensibility they did a new persuasion they did a new emma uh mansfield park uh but they didn't do a north thing they didn't do another and prejudice Uh, i think their their kind of feeling was that one has been you can't do it any better than colin firth and uh and jennifer eel version so what are you going to do like what's the point uh, and so that's the one they didn't do, but all the rest of them they did. And I love all of them. And I really love this version of Emma. I think it's wonderful. Uh and uh it has Romola Ram- Granat, I think, and um and uh Johnny Lee Miller. And I particularly love the ending of this one when she comes she's she comes in and she's I cannot marry you, I cannot. And, and she just the way she does the whole crying is very like I really think it's cute. And uh um I don't know, I just really this this has every single part of the book. It's very, very accurate and uh so and I think they have really good chemistry, her and Johnny Lou Miller. So uh, I recommend it. I think it's fun.
1: You know, the the prospect of Sick Boy from train spotting being in a Jane Austen adaptation. There's something weirdly intriguing about that. I'm but
0: here's the I mean. funny thing is he was actually in two of these movies. He was in Mansfield Park playing Edmund Bertram and he was in Emma. So
1: which you he also recommended. Uh Mansfield. Yeah, the
0: Jane Austen fever.
1: <laughs> that that man is quite a range, that I will say.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. You know, was I also, was he was also on um, elementary.
1: That's where I know him from. I mean, other than mm-hmm. Transpot.
0: Yeah. So it's a good, good movie I and mean, a good series.
1: Check it out. You know, uh one of the, Emma was one of those movies that I was meaning to see. It was literally the same weekend as Bloodshot. Remember that movie? Uh, <laughs> like when theaters closed. And so I was like, okay, I'll see Bloodshot Thursday and then I'll see Emma Friday. And well, I just didn't for reasons that I don't want to get into right now but I've I've been meaning to go watch it just for the sake of you know maybe of of just curiosity I've heard nothing but good things about it from you and other people so I'll definitely yeah and
0: I think it's on who or I know I've recommended it before the the newest one on one of these services (laughs) And so you should check that out as well. So what's your next pick?
1: So my next pick, and this is actually an unexpected duology about American presidents. I didn't plan this, but it just, I went through all the hubs and it was like, like that, like that. And it was like, oh, these are both things about presidents. Okie doke. So the first up in the duology is the mini series John Adams. Uh, This was from the creative mind of Tom Hooper, who... I believe won best director for the king's speech I, I, he won best director for something but he directed king's speech lame miss from 2012 which I love even though our people are like oh that movie's terrible I'm like I love it I think it's great but that's another conversation for another time and cats, <laughs> but will not hold that against him not even he could say that mess, but that that's <laughs> neither here nor there uh yes. this this mini series is well about john adams it, and specifically focusing on the period of when he's a lawyer uh, during and around the time of the British and American like unrest like at the very cropping like the very beginning of the American Revolution through the signing of the Declaration of Independence through the Revolutionary War him finally becoming president and then his eventual death. Uh, The cast in this show is absolutely stellar. You got you got Paul Giamatti as John Adams, he's great in everything he's in. Uh Laura Linney as Martha Adams and she's or er, Abigail Adams. I I I was thinking of I was thinking of George Washington's wife. Uh this is Abigail Adams and she's really good. Stephen Delane, who I know from my beloved the greatest game ever played, is Thomas Jefferson, and they have an incredible dynamic with each other because John Adams was very much the firebrand, and Thomas Jefferson was more of the wordsmith, I guess. There's a reason why Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. He was very good at writing, but that's neither here nor there. This is a seven-episode miniseries, and so it's a relatively quick watch, and I think it, it's it's about as good of a look into John Adams' life as we're probably ever going to get. This was adapted from the book written by David McAuliffe, I believe, and he wrote the excellent book, 1776. David McAuliffe is an excellent author, just a brief side note, but anyway, this miniseries is great. Do check it out if you have.
0: I agree. I really love this as well. I, I gave it a perfect score, actually, on uh, Letterboxd uh, in my review. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting. It captures all the characters from the from the revolutionary time period, and also it can be uh, quite touching between the relationship between Abigail and John Adams, which is a very wonderful relationship. And uh, the the only thing that was tough, and I'm not saying it's not a good decision, but when they show the uh, mastectomy, that was brutal.
1: Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> was- oh
1: boy, yeah. When I this came out in '09, and I and my dad was kind of like a little like lenient on stuff that I could watch with him as long as he was in the room. And when mm-hmm. that part, it was definitely like a don't watch this.
0: Like,
1: seriously, don't no. watch <laughs> And I can understand. And I'm going to
0: close my eyes even as an adult. Like, because <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. It's tough.
1: And I could understand why. But at the time, I was like, come on, dad, I'm an adult. Let me watch this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So my next pick is very different. Uh, another hard left, as we like to say. Uh, this is a rom com called Made in Manhattan and this stars jennifer lopez J.Lo, and ralph vines and she plays the maid who has her various conferences ends up uh kind of spending time with this senate, uh, senate senator senate candidate whatever and you know she he's the wealthy socialite she's the the working maid and so it's kind of basically like a Cinderella story, kind of a story. And it's just it's cute. It's cute harmless rom-com. Uh, J-Lo is super charismatic, really fun. I'm not, I don't think they have like the best chemistry, but it's serviceable. And you have Natasha Richardson in this. You have Stanley Tucci in this. You have Amy Sedaris in this. So pretty good cast. And if you're just looking for... light fluffy rom-com then this is a pretty good choice
1: yeah when i when you were recommending this and i was reading off your list i'm like wait is this the josh hutcherson movie because there's a josh hutcherson movie also called made in manhattan but it's there is or no wait my bad it's called little manhattan i was
0: Oh, okay.
1: I have no idea what I was thinking but that's, that's a good movie as well if it's on a service I'll be recommending that but
0: oh cool
1: yeah J-Lo and Ralph Fiennes in a movie Voldemort and or er, no wait Captain is Halle Berry Ooh. but J-Lo and Voldemort in a movie together
0: yeah who's that right
1: <laughs> strange combo
0: yeah so what's your next pick
1: So my next choice is the other half of the duology on American presidents, but this time it's a documentary. It is called Nixon by Nixon in his own words. Uh, We all know who Richard Nixon was, Watergate, that whole thing. But what we didn't know was that for about three years, he kept a tape recorder in his desk and would record pretty much every conversation that he had with his inner circle, with other people, and when he resigned, people were like, hey, we got all these tapes, what are we gonna do with this? And people were like, ah, uh, like, his reputation ruined enough, let's just, let's just hide these away. Because what these tapes reveal is that Richard Nixon was kind of not a great person from the very beginning. And let me just say upfront that I don't give two craps about politics. I think it's quite laborious. But, when I watched this for the first time, I was like, you know, this is stuff like you learn about in school, but then there's also other stuff like this to where it's like it adds another dimension to what you would know about it. Uh, This entire documentary is pretty much made of these tape recordings and give credit to the editors for actually making like actual like conversations out of it and an actual narrative based on these recordings. Because it starts out in like the early days of his presidency and just it's slowly it's like a it's like a ticking time bomb. We all know what's going to happen, but it's it's uh, I don't want to say fun, but it's fascinating to see what happens, especially as the end comes. And it's also fascinating to know that Richard Nixon had a big old sailor mouth. Like, seriously, he every other word was GB or hell or bitch or you know any other word. It's just like, wow, not very presidential, love you. Thank God you didn't have Twitter back then, or else people would be saying you were un American, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, This is a fascinating documentary, like I said. So if you haven't checked it out, please do. I think it's only like an hour and it's an hour and 10, hour and 11 minutes. So it's a pretty brief watch, I'd say.
0: So does it have a narrator at all, or is it just the words?
1: It's just the tapes and I, and I think it's all strung together very well. I mean, the tagline is in his own words. So.
0: Interesting. Never heard of that one. That sounds, that does sound fascinating. All right. Well, speaking of presidents, my next pick is the American president. And this is, in my opinion, controversial opinion. I think it is Aaron Sorkin's best movie. Uh, he did the script and I really like the script. I'm, I'm sometimes not as big a fan as other people of him, but Roll I think this cinema is-
1: cinema please.
0: <laughs> I, I think that uh, that this one, the banter works really well between Michael Douglas as the president and Net Benning as this lobbyist. And I always think he's great at doing dialogue, but I think sometimes his characters are a little lacking in my opinion especially as female characters. But here you have, uh, I think, a pretty well-developed character in the netbetting character. And, uh, and of course, things get really complicated because you just, you're just you dating the president. It's going to get complicated. And so I think they show that very well. Uh, Martin Sheen is in this. Uh, Samantha Mathis is in this. John Mahoney, uh, Richard Dreyfus, Michael J. Fox. Uh, so great cast and uh, it, it has enough humor, enough charm, romance, great chemistry, all the things that you want in this kind of film. Uh, so yeah, I love it. I think it's great.
1: You know, Rob Reiner is one of the more, uh, I we're going to be talking about David Lean here in a second, spoiler, I guess. But uh-huh. in terms of versatile directors, I think Rob Reiner has to be in the conversation for most versatile because he could go from like Princess Bride, the swashbuckling romance movie to The American President and just weave in and out of genres and not only do it, but do it well. I, I can count on one hand or like both hands the number of Rod Reiner movies I'm just thoroughly impressed by. I
0: have yeah, not... especially in the... I mean, I would say this is probably one of his last like really good movies. I he I feel like there's... There's those directors that have really struggled to transition into the new millennium. Uh, Christopher Colum- Chris Columbus, uh, directors like Chris Columbus, Rob Reiner. Um, but just, I don't know, that kind of style of director I feel like has really struggled. Uh, um, Robert Zemeckis, I think, has struggled a little bit. Uh, that it, I feel like that kind of 80s, 90s spectacle entertainment is just not the same as it is now and they have kind of struggled to to, to adapt. Tim Burton I think would be another one. I don't know. Yeah
1: I, I was watching this video from Patrick H. Willems who's a super great uh, vi- uh he's he's an amateur filmmaker but he makes video essays on the side and he did one on Robert Zemeckis in February of 2020 and he was talking about the 90s and how that was more of the era of you could put Tom Hanks on a beach cast away and and make two hundred million dollars and have a sizable profit so that was like the day of you could put a big star in a rather like not silly premise but like an like an kind of out there mm-hmm. premise, and their star power can carry it and 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 I think that may be among the culprits as to why those those directors may have struggle to get through the barrier
0: yeah and i think yeah it's true i think a movie like cast probably would have just gone to netflix these days
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah interesting all right well what's your next pick
1: so my final choice is a tv series and this is a series that's actually incredibly close to my heart it's actually was looking at twitter today and i saw the intro and it was like that's a sign from god that i chose the right Pick to end this episode for me this week. It's "Teen Titans" from the mid-2000s. This ran on Cartoon Network from 2005 to, I believe, 2008 or 9. Uh, this is a combination of like, classic 2- 2D animation and like the exaggerated anime style of animation that we would see in, say, Japan, for example. And this is based on the DC Comics characters, the Teen Titans. Robin, uh, Cyborg, Raven, uh, Beast Boy, and Starfire. And they're all portrayed as, well, teens. It, it's, that's the operative name. And every week they have, you, they have their Monster of the Week type stuff, but then sometimes they'll get into a big storyline, like anything involving Slade or, or Raven's father or something like that. I don't like to dump on Teen Titans Go all that much because it's definitely not for me. But one of the things that that show is missing is like is like a certain amount of weight that this series has. Because this series actually, it actually tried to tell long-running stories. Like, for example, there's a couple episodes stretch in which Robin got beat up so badly in a fight that it, it destroyed his spirit and he had to go on a literal spirit journey to try and find himself again. And it was captivating. And there's several episodes in which you follow Raven and she has demonic powers and her father is a literal demon. So it's, it's really not that fun. And there's definitely some silly stuff in there, like pretty much everything involving Cyborg and Beast Boy, specifically them together. And it definitely has the over-exaggerated facial expressions up. That is that with the big eyes and the and the exaggerated mouths and stuff like that. But when this show gets serious, it's honestly great stuff. I remember this was like on the tail end of last of Avatar The Last Airbender. And I watched that series every episode when it dropped on its premiere night. So I'm a fan of that show. That show ended in 08. And that's like... Concurrent with the Teen Titans, which ended around the same time, and so I, I could talk about this show for days. It's it's fantastic, and other than the uh, the battle in Tokyo movie, I can't remember the title of that right now. This this series really hasn't been revisited, and I think that's a shame. It's better it's better than what I have seen of Teen Titans Go. Again, not gonna dump on it. It's not for me, and it's certainly better than that Titans show that they made for Disney dc universe where robin's like oh f batman i'm like good hercules 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 (laughs) this show actually tries and that's what i love about it
0: yeah i've heard nothing but great things about the show i've never seen it i did see the teen titans go to the movies movie and that actually thought was hilarious but i have no experience with either of them as television shows but i've heard nothing but good things about this show the titans teen titans uh, so I definitely will have to one of these days check it out. I've been I've been on a bit of a TV watching streak, which has been interesting. I finished yep. um I suppose I finished the Loki. I finished high, well High School Musical: The Musical: The Series almost finished uh, season two. I finished Ted Lasso season two. <laughs> so it's been and, and River season three. So it has been an intense television watching. I'm like, who is this person that I've become? I don't understand. I <laughs> love television. It. I'll end off
1: with this. If you loved Batman the Animated Series, which Rachel, I know Mm -hmm. you do, and if any of you out there loved Batman Beyond, this is pretty much the spiritual threequel to that show. It has a very similar animation style. The only difference is that unlike those shows, which aired aired on, I believe, Fox Kids, this is exclusive to Cartoon Network. And like I said, I could talk about this show for days upon days upon days. It means a great deal to me.
0: Yeah, so my last choice is a classic. You mentioned David Lean before, but this is one of his films from 1945, and he was a filmmaker who had such variety in what he did. He had everything from Brief Encounter to Dr. Zhivago to Oliver Twist to Life Spirit and, of course, Lawrence of Arabia. And this is based on play, a Noel Howard play, I believe that's... Yeah, Noel Coward play, uh, called Blight Spirit, which I've actually seen the play before. Very funny play, very funny movie, and it's it, it feels like a film play. It, fe- it only has a couple sets. It's uh, very, very talky. Rex Harrison, and he plays this author who... Uh, they have a seance Uh he's gotten remarried. His wife had passed away They have a seance to try to get him to connect with this th- this book that he's writing Well, it turns out it works too well and his his wife who passed away uh, comes and starts to haunt him and his new wife and It's pretty funny and they're of course jealous of each other and protective of each of him and uh it's some of it is a little outdated but for the most part it's funny and uh, they had a new one with dan stevens but i haven't seen it yet so i'll have to let you know if it's any good
1: yeah that, yeah we were just talking about rob reiner with david lean like you said lawrence of arabia he's one of like he's one of the great like i think if we were to make like a director, not Rushmore, he should be in like heavy contention as like the all-time greats, in my no opinion, at least.
0: Yeah, Bridge of the River Kwai. I mean, just incredible. So that is my uh, my last choice uh, to check out. So yeah, I think some pretty good recommendations this uh, this week for HBO Max.
1: Well, I think we always have good tastes, but I think this time around, it was particularly good.
0: Yeah, a nice eclectic group to talk about. And so let us know if you're listening, what you think of what we had to recommend. What have you been watching on HBO Max? Please tell us in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, Ryan, where can people find you?
1: Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, RyanCam20. Then there is, of course, my YouTube channel, which is just called Ryan Cam. I hit 160 subscribers. Thank you all so much for that. I got Twilight Zone videos coming out throughout the week, plus a couple of new releases for Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, and Space Jam 2. That'll be upcoming. And then this coming, these next couple Sundays, I'm actually particularly excited for because this coming Sunday will be my first reaction to the Studio Ghibli film Tales from Earthsea. And then this Mm -hmm. next Sunday, I'll be reviewing one of my favorite movies from the 90s that nobody talks about anymore. And it's a shame. It is called Gattaca. It's one of my favorite sci-fi movies. I was at the it, I was at the right time to watch it, and so that review will not be this Sunday, but the next Sunday. So if you haven't checked me out, please do.
0: Yeah, you all should definitely subscribe. It's really good stuff. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews. All of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. Also, make sure you check out the Hallmarkies podcast. With lots of good stuff going on over there, interviews, other fun stuff. Please take a look. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. So really appreciate that. And if you are listening or watching on YouTube, Give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel or both of our channels. We'd sure appreciate that. Also, have the Patreon group, which is really fun, it gives you opportunities to have what go to watch alongs, other fun perks. So check that out, we'd really appreciate it. Only two dollars a month to join. And then also have our merch store, which has tons of fun designs. So please take a look at that, including hashtag animation junkie shirts. So we'd really appreciate a look at that. So thanks so much, everybody. And we'll catch you all next week. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.